This stage is set. The mics are on. It's not another fight cast time. With your hosts, fighting out of the blue corner. This man is a former fighter. The voice of Brave Combat Federation and Clan Wars MMA. The great and powerful Phil Campbell. Fighting out of the red corner. This man is a former fighter. And now one of the best coaches in mixed martial arts. The one and only Andy the icon, Burroughs! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome along to Not Another Fight Cast with myself, Phil Campbell, and Andy Burroughs. Andy, how you doing? Not too bad, folks. Glad to be back. Like a fungal infection, I am back, folks. I obviously was missing for the last one as Phil was traveling the globe, jet-setting, and speaking to Mr. Carlos Kramer, the roaring lion of Brave. Folks, if you haven't got a chance, go, please go back and listen to that episode. The guy's an awesome MMA legend and somebody who we were, well, obviously Phil is incredibly lucky to have on and he's a good friend of Phil's. So guys, get on the podcast and give a listen. But today we are once again back in the interview room and we have with us one of uh, Northern Ireland slash Ireland's best mixed martial arts coaches and somebody who is uh, paving the way here in, in Belfast for mixed martial arts for the next generation. We have Mr. Danny Core. Danny, how are you getting on? Oh, good lads. I feel very intimidated here. You're so, so professional at this. It's, uh, you know, I feel like I'm with Joe Rogan and somebody else. You know? Ah, stop that now. It's far too kindy. Somebody yeah. better. Than somebody better. I was trying to think. Yeah. So where, where are we at the minute, Danny? Tell us where, where we are. For those, obviously it's a, an audio podcast, but All describe right. where we are. So we're sitting in a wee, my new wee gym in Glengormley. Centre Glengormley here. We opened it about two months ago. Took a while, took about six months to get it all organised. It's a place I've always looked at getting because mm-hmm. it's right on the front of the road. Um, now, we're covered in flags outside, and I don't know why that was a sign of intimidation or just it happens every year. Flags? But, flags. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a great wee place, great spot. Um, we have a brand new wa- uh, floor cage, we have a wall cage up, box of rings coming in, bags up, so it's fantastic. Great mm. space. Now, obviously, I know. I know you through martial arts, but I also sort of know you in a professional capacity from the work you've been doing, you know, outreach youth work. Yeah. Obviously, I have, yeah. you know, my background professionally was youth work for, for a lot of years, and I became very much aware of the work you did um, in the community. Yeah. A lot of people might not necessarily be aware of that. Yeah. You know, they, they think of you as, you know, a martial artist, a martial arts coach. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about the work you've been doing in your community? All right. Well, look, it started about seven years ago now. Mm-hmm. I was asked to go to Rio, Brazil. Uh, the coach in a, inside one of the favelas, the Mari favela, uh, with a group called Fight for Peace. Um, it just changed things for me. You know, I could see the, the connections with what's happened here over the years in Northern Ireland. Um, actually, me being very, very old, growing up in the 60s and 70s and 80s here, it was just the same thing. There was police on every corner. Um, the community was getting kept down, and the kids had nothing. But what they had was martial arts. And what they also had was a programme running which brought them off the street and gave them an education, gave them food, mm-hmm. brought them in all day, and that inspired me to bring it back here and try to work something up here, you know? Because I think, especially over here, because of the, the sort of political climate over here, you get disenfranchised youth by the bucket load, yeah. and they have this tendency to just try and align themselves with something. Yeah. It, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't really, like, it, they may not even believe in a political cause, they yeah. may not even believe in a paramilitary-based cause, but they just want to align themselves yeah. to something and feel part of something. Yeah. So I think if you're giving a young person 
something positive like martial arts and yeah. trying to break that kind of cyclical yeah. that cyclical fashion of, of young people being indoctrinated mm-hmm. into that sort of yeah. culture we have for want and lack of a better word culture with a K that we have over here so if you're trying to instill that kind of martial arts ethos yeah. you know, how do you how do you even go about starting that because that, that for me like it's in, in theory absolutely yeah. fantastic yeah. but practically I wouldn't even know where to begin with that well look you know we have a, we have a great thing here we have MMA right MMA is mm-hmm. a brand new sport mm-hmm. you know even looking at you, you just look very, very old. Like, you know, battered up. <laughs> no, it's, still, it's still a brand new sport to the world, you know. Yeah. Um, in this country in particular, and there's a universe of Ulster, Ulster report that was brought out in this. If you do soccer, people can identify who you are and where you're from. Yeah. If you play rugby, you're generally an A-prod. If you play Gaelic, Hurling, you're a Catholic mm-hmm. with a K as well. Um, so all the sports do actually segregate. So this whole myth that sports bring people together they do in a certain extent mm-hmm. but you can still identify who you are mm. and where you're from they do within you know? secular communities they, they bring those secular they, communities you know, together but, but they have MMA which is born in industrial estates and office blocks and mm-hmm. units like this which aren't in one area or the other so you have a great chance to show something that we don't wear colours we don't wear we're not from one team or another mm-hmm. so it brings everybody together easier mm-hmm. than those sports you know, and that's how we started with it you know? it's the most productive or positive form of tribalism Oh, if you know you're, you're, yeah. you're creating something positive, you're creating tribalism without. Because when you think tribalism in this country, yeah, it's yeah. usually unfortunately draped in one or two colours yeah. and they're throwing I, stones at each other. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but combat sports in in Ireland in general have yeah. always been a positive influence. Yeah. I mean, you go back as you will remember yeah. this, and he was one of my favourite yeah. boxers with Barry yeah. McGuigan. I mean. Yeah. Love him or loathe him, yeah. um, Barry united the community. Uh, he had I his own flag, didn't he? he, he peace pr- flag pretty much, he did. And uh, so his dad sang Danny Boy. Dad sang, dad sang Danny Boy in the ring. And I remember I was actually very, very fortunate when I was a young person to go on a it was basically a disadvantaged yeah. youth program where yeah. you were taken from a disadvantaged area and you were transported right. off to America. That's right. And I remember my mum writing to me yeah. in America to to tell me about Barry McGuigan's yeah. fight. That's how much of a fan oh, I was. I still yeah. have the letter. Yeah. But, and also my one of my friends, he was brought up in a British Army military base. A letter, and Andy. A letter. Tell them <laughs> what a letter is. <laughs> not an email. Me and my wife used to read each other letters. That's her fucking old I am. Uh, <laughs> one of my friends, he was brought up in a British Army military base, and he says that everybody yeah. crowded around the TV to watch oh, yeah. Byron McGuigan fighting, yeah. and that's in Germany. Yeah. So, I mean, he combat sports in general in Ireland have always been a uniting factor uh, yeah, I mean, so I think MMA now as we, we know that mm-hmm. we, we can see the good that it yeah. does for people yeah. whether it be national, whether it be an identity whether it be confidence whether it be yeah. physical fitness mental yeah. capacity understanding yeah. camaraderie friendship yeah. self confidence belief we uh, can it see also it. replaces that adrenaline buzz that the kids are looking for outside yeah. if, if they are recreational ratting as they recreational call it recreational ratting only in yeah, this country if they're, uh, exactly you know, I was mm-hmm. explaining that over in London about a month ago at a, at a course we were at and they were just Stunned at this, you know, yeah. That this is a thing. You know. It's totally barking mad. Any other place to but just look at it. Like, yeah. what are you guys? There's no real reason behind a lot of it. No, no. But again, I think we're di- we're again. What do we say at the start? Yeah. But we'll end up talking enough. about MMA. Yeah. And we'll talk about something completely different, which I, I'm more than happy to do because yeah. obviously it is one of the main reasons why we're sitting in a place yeah. such as this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this place is. Um, People will get stunned at this, and it's it's something that's a bugbear at the at the minute. I mean, we I was talking to you when you came in, and mm. last week we had over four hundred feet come through mm. here. Four hundred people walk through these doors, mm. you know, um, from uh, babies from four year old up to there's nobody older than me in here. Just to keep oh. that, that's depressing. Um, but old oh, people, 
right, mm-hmm. are training in here. We have a big cohort of youth, and we have this youth program, which we'll probably talk about, which with about a hundred or so of them at the minute, uh, and they all train free. So there's no cost. That's brilliant. Every fighter you'll see come out of this gym has never had to pay a penny to train in here. That is probably one of the most important things. It has to be, and I know people have to make a living, and I know people, you know, I have no problem with that, but there's some gyms out there now charging kids, I mean, I don't want to name names, but like, get into hundreds of pounds a month. Easily, yeah, which, yeah. Which, which is, is madness. Who can afford that? I don't know who can afford that. Like, they're not developing the sport. No, you're not, you're not developing the individual either, because you see yeah. some of these gyms and they're just throwing, say an 18, 19 year old comes in, pays <coughs> the money, and they just get thrown into rotation. Yeah. They just become a body yeah. to train yeah. with. And then they, they, they end up, you know, I know of people who've trained at gyms and they've become completely disillusioned with the sport yeah. because they don't feel that they're gaining anything yeah. from it. They feel that they're just a punch bag. But look, I always tell people in here that I don't give them monkeys if you're ever a fighter. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. No. You know, if you come to me and say I want to be a fighter, then there's certain things you're going to have to do. We all know what that is. You mm-hmm. Yeah. You commit. You have to train. You have to sacrifice. You have to do all of that. You know, because you're representing. I always feel you're representing the name of me and the name of this place, which mm-hmm. I started in 1983 and I started competing in '84, stopped and when I was 43. You know, so there's a lot of efforts went into this place. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So you're, that's what you should be doing. They'll never pay a penny. They're they're representing the club. You know, so. I just think people are now looking at money and coin and you, I want to develop fighters but that's a long, it's a slow short road and you're not going to get anywhere you look at boxing clubs oh yeah. they're all empty well the big the big, the, big ones I know, uh, I'm gonna, you've 27 of them in Belfast or something yeah, there, you know? there's, I think it's probably more now um, I'm going to say probably our club is one of the more yeah. busiest clubs Where's I mean, that, Sandy Road yes yeah. uh, so I mean literally we have in certain cases 45 people Brilliant. in the gym at yeah. one time yeah and on a night and yeah. it's, it's crazy yeah. and it's also really good to see but we yeah. have a similar ethos to you yeah. as well that you don't have to fight yeah. there's people there who just want to come down they just want to train and, and, yeah. and enjoy the atmosphere yeah. of being in yeah. what it's like in a combat sports gym yeah. so I think that that is a vitally important thing that's it you're running away just for anybody listening there's a, an alarm that keeps going off here this is the perils of a new gym and uh Things like this do happen, so it might get ironed out a few times during the course of it. Yeah, but that's a sim- similar ethos. And then you have to think, what are you going to offer those kids then? Yeah, because if kids with autism, kids with uh, mental difficulties, kids with mm-hmm. Aspergers, you know, if you're just looking for a fighter, then you're not letting. But you're limiting so many obvious. other people. You could be turning away somebody who's going to change your life at their own. Oh, hundred percent. It goes back to what we were talking about about giving somebody a, a sense of belonging, something to be part of. Yeah, and I think that's what's culturally is kind of missing here yeah. and that's why young people deviate into the the more sort of shady types of yeah. of things so yeah. if, we're, if we're speaking about young people talk to us a little bit more about the youth program that you've initiated here how, how did the genesis of that come around well i would say it went to Rio and that, that sort of struck a chord with me that we could do things yeah. for kids here you know with, with the sport and with everything that we can give them with the sport you know now it was a hard road you know and I had to go and talk to the white collars but that's easier for me because I am one of those you know how do you pitch MMA as like there's bound to be a difficulty there when you come to people who obviously we understand the sport we understand the benefits of the sport yeah. but how do you go about pitching you mixed martial to, arts which is essentially you know to aesthetically it's fighting in a cage yeah. how do you pitch that well, to you, that's where you have to build the evidence uh-huh. you have to show you have to prove you can't just go in and say that and this is a problem we'll talk about later probably to get get the sport recognised people think this is a great sport, it should be recognised. That means nothing to those white collars and administrative people who want to know what your sport is. It means nothing to them. No, you can come in and say, I have the next Conor McGregor in the gym. 
Don't give a fuck. Couldn't care less. Couldn't give a shit. It's probably not a good thing having an ex Conor McGregor in your gym doing five years. The thing I faced with, and one of the first times I went to talk about this was MMA, and it was terrible. It was all around the time of the Carvalho tragedy. Tragedy, very, very tragic. It just all happened at that time. But it was a catalyst because then you had to think, what are we doing here? What is a sport? And what are we giving the kids? And, you know, my own children in this sport? Do Mm -hmm. I want them to be safe at it? Do I want to give them the best that they can be? So. Well, the first thing I walked into this meeting and it was over in the House of Sport and I, what is MMA, you know, you want to get kids in this? And I said, I do, I've got these things I can give them and help them with. And this civil servant just whipped out all these pictures and it was a, a Daily Mail report. Shocker. On, uh, children, kids fighting children. And if you go in now, I guarantee it's the first thing you'll find if you put in uh, children MMA. You got a, a Daily Mail. Was this, was this in Russia or something they had? He put that Russian yeah, one. Yeah, it was a Russian yeah. uh, or some oligarch or something had uh-huh. put his kids in it and yep. beat some other kid up in the cage. All of that came out. These photographs, blood pissing at the kid's nose, <laughs> fellas screaming at the cage. Is the that, is the, that Joe, the Joe Brawley type reports? I'll talk about Joe Brawley later. He, uh, that's another story. <laughs> he, uh, he, uh, but th- that's what I was faced with. And you know, the first meeting didn't go well. And I thought, right, okay, I have to disprove this, mm-hmm. and I have to show them what we can do, and I have to show them all that advantage stuff that we can we give them. Mm-hmm. And it worked from there. You know, we got the BBC in. We weren't afraid to show them what we have. We weren't afraid of showing them the cage. Which even, even I'm off sometimes get afraid that oh, kids in a cage. What is that? You know, well, the yeah. cage is a safety arena. Mm-hmm. But it's it's more safe than it's I think com- competition in yeah. a boxing ring, especially when there's grappling involved. Yeah. And I think when people view the cage initially, it was for an aesthetic. It, it yeah. clearly was. Yeah. And we know this. Yeah. Everybody knows the story. Yeah. I don't know if you're if you're an MMA fan, but I mean, you are. It, it is a safer arena yeah. to compete in. Yeah. And I think when you're competing against. I don't want to denigrate Daily Mail readers too much, Do but you? most of them, most of them think <laughs> okay. Most Daily yeah. Mail readers think Poland's empty. Yeah. To be frankly yeah, honest with you, yeah. they are one aim only, and it seems to demonise people who are yeah. trying to climb up a ladder, yeah. no matter who yeah. they are, where they're from. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't take anything to do with the Daily Mail or the Sun yeah. newspaper because yeah. they're both absolute horrendous. Yeah. But I mean, that's what you're fighting against. Yeah. And All if that's what people are, are willing to believe, yeah. those are people who are never going to become a fan. No. And I, I personally, I just wouldn't even bother trying to change their mind because no. it's like trying to run your head into a wall. No, it's no. it's never going to work. No. You know, you're always but, going to end up getting injured you, and feeling yeah. unhappy. But you can also pr- prove them. You can invite them down, and that's what I want. I embarked on this thing. I'm going to invite you down to see what's happening. I'm going to bring you in here, and you prove to me what's wrong with us. Yeah. And that's the way I took it. I went about it, rather than hiding and trying to bluff them. And well, also, you can't you know, argue with empirical evidence and fact. Yeah. You know, if you're having, if if you can, if you have actual statistical analysis yeah. of the benefits of yeah. what you're doing, yeah. that's mm-hmm. that's inarguable. And we've had to do all that, Phil. You know, like we yeah. had to produce report after report mm-hmm. and show it to these these people and show it to funders and and that's how this operates. I mean, I work all day. Mm-hmm. I don't get paid for coaching. Yeah. Never have done. Never will. And that, that's just my own personal thing because if I had to stand at that door and count the heads in here to feed my family, you'd be suicidal. Yeah. You'd be absolutely off your eye because you, you guys know you can never dictate who's going to down. No, you don't. Any given name. No, and it doesn't work trying to hound people. Nah. Um, what you end up doing is driving people away. Driving them away. It doesn't work. The, the hit builds up for you. Yes. And, you know, you Especially if they're down. a hobbyist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah. do you do this as a form of escape. You do this yeah. to get away from the trouble. You don't yeah. need to be pressured by somebody. Yeah. Like amateur fighters, for example. Yeah. I've I. I would hate to be an amateur competing nowadays. No, purely, purely because there are so well, many pressures. Do you know? I think it has to separate itself now, and it's probably something we'll talk about. You know, with the IMF, I think the shows have to separate completely. That and the, the IMF amateur stuff, which you've seen in Bahrain, yeah, yeah, night and day. 
completely night and day. It's more like amateur boxing. Yeah. You know? I personally believe there's a show, and the shows have been brilliant. They've built up, and we've had advantage of them, and we've had belts at winners out of here. But if you're on a show and there's people coming in, people are going to hit me for this. People coming in paying good money, then pay those kids. It's fair. Pay them mm. some shape or form. Pay for their training for a year. Plus, also with the you know, give them supplements, get whatever they need. You know, you know anything, anything, to anything. Help them along. I'm not just, I'm not saying giving away into a contract. No, I understand. Yeah. You know, because we've enough kids that get on Facebook and start athlete pages after one fight for fun. Yeah, they've, you know, they've, so, and they've got sponsored by some, uh, yeah, some meal prep company, some, and that's it. Some made Turkish it. barber down the road. Pretty much, for her, Conor McGregor yeah. after that. Uh, Plus, it's yeah. the it's the preoccupation of a, as an amateur knowing that you have a fight in three months' time. Yeah, that becomes a complete yeah. and utter preoccupation. Yes, totally. Whereas now, don't get me wrong, I do have I do have issues with uh, with some aspects of IMAF structure. But one thing yeah, I really, but one thing I really like That's about why I'm it. I'm off because I can, I love it. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. But I'm off will tell himself I'm not a, a yes man yeah. either. I mean, I will fight for what I think is right on it. And recently, we had a whole lot of conversations by Maffin Sprint because they'll come back at you, and I'll for, put my pennies worth into what I think. So, but um, one thing I do like and respect about the IMAF structure is you can get somebody going to a competition and it's maybe a week long competition and they have three fights yeah. in that time yeah. so there's not that focus on you don't well, do well Jack's up to about 15 fights yeah since he's 18 that's he's invaluable like, international son, my son, your son Jack that's invaluable international bronze, experience awesome but he's up to 15 fights mm-hmm. uh, what no, is he 18 he's just turned 21 there so he started when he was 18 on it you know? brilliant so he's no interest it's his choice he's no interest in shows mm-hmm. um, you've, seen, you've met him yeah yeah you know, he's no interest in shows he's into he wants to do his, his education yeah work everything else and he's a coach he's one of the first government paid coaches brilliant um, for mixed martial arts alone mixed martial arts yeah. very articulate. he was getting into all these programs mm-hmm. doing all the kids there very know, articulate so. young man as well I remember uh, he essentially verbally bitch slapped Stephen Nolan that's right brilliant that was, uh, <laughs> that yeah, was yeah. fantastic he said like a good uh, yeah uh, that was a good show and he got great coverage out of that and mm-hmm. people came on and you know thought my god because he was isn't a stereotype, you know. And no, he's a great advocate for the sport. Yeah, that was the the Nolan show. You were on that. That was the, yes. that yeah, same yeah, one. Yeah, right. Guys, for anybody who doesn't yeah. know, if you're not a, a Northern Irish or Irish listener, Stephen Nolan is basically the equivalent of like Alex Jones yeah. on a very strangely smaller level. He loves MMA though. It, Yes, he does. Strange he he actually really does love sport. Professional yeah. contrarian. Pretty yeah, much. Yeah. Professional contrarian. Yeah. 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 yeah, he will basically start a fight in an empty house. And then talk you back round again. Um, so he's kind of like a bit of a shock jock. So it was a show a few years back, and it was uh, regarding mixed martial arts, and it was on BBC TV. I don't it was know after McGregor, or sorry, could be jumped over the cage. Yeah, that's, yeah. What it came that's exactly yeah. when it was. You're right. Um, so you probably get it on YouTube if you really want to go and watch it. Um, I I wouldn't honestly. It's <laughs> Stephen Nolan, yeah. but some people might like it. Yeah. So just in case you didn't wonder who Stephen Nolan was, so. what's well, a bit Jack and Phil were speaking. Yeah, but that's yeah. that's that was, probably that was, the best. That was bit. the best bit, yeah, yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> but but yeah, we're, so we're speaking about Jack. There, Jack's going to to Bahrain and the, the start of November. Yeah, yeah. To to compete, and if, yeah. if if you look at that, you know, that's huge. Yeah, that's absolutely huge. And and I know you don't compete for plaudits and everything, but I think. That when you have say like a local football team winning the league and they're all over, yeah. you know the back pages of yeah. the newspapers for doing something on on a small, a relatively yeah. small yeah. scale. But you here you have <coughs> a twenty-one-year-old <coughs> martial artist representing the country yeah. on an international scale yeah. has already picked up a bronze at European at yeah. European level. Yeah. So do you think that there is broke his hand the words last year in the yeah on a Mexican's head? 
Oh, semi-finals. <laughs> That's one of the best phrases I've ever heard in my life. Yes. He broke his hand on a Mexican's head. <laughs> he did. He was got it bad. But, oh, do, you, but do you think that comes down to sort of the societal interpretation of still of what mixed, mixed martial arts is, and that's something that we need to well, strive look, I'll, for? I'll be a devil's Why? Why should sport pick up MMA here as a local mm. level? Why should they? Because it's doing because it's doing more than the likes of sports that are already being picked up and given plaudits as yeah, something as something massive. Do you have to convince that to people? Yeah. You know, it's alright. You tell me that, but. Uh, Sorry, I'm walking away again, that's... But, uh, but why should it? There's a thousand sports out there that this country follows, you know. And mm-hmm. um, look at Gaelic and her and all. It's, it's only... It always pisses me off, you know. It's only in this country you're competing, but yet you're getting the coverage. Everything, yeah, you know? a, mm-hmm. but I, you know? I even think in the last maybe four or five years, yeah. Gaelic Athletic Association sports have grown oh, dramatically. Massively. They've well, grown dramatically. Too. Don't get me wrong, I think it's brilliant. Yeah. I, I'm, I am an advocate of all yeah. sport, no matter yeah. what. It could be lawn bowls, I don't care. Yeah. I'm an advocate of all. Have you seen World Tag Championships started? Watch it. Unbelievable. Serious? It's the World Hide and Seek Championships. It was on TV me. last night. Mm. It was fantastic. There's all these parkour guys tagging each other. Anyway, sorry. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody will start it here. Yeah. Guaranteed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I, I think, as you said, like all sport yeah. is, is over here is really brought to the fore. I mean, yeah. We do have quite a number of local newspapers that will carry yeah. stories. But mixed martial arts, and you said, well, why should it? Yeah. My, my argument back in that respect is, why should it not? Why should yeah. some guy or girl who maybe competes, as Phil pointed out, in their local football team or their yeah. local rugby team or local hockey team yeah. get a, a huge amount of plaudit where, as your son, yeah. who's travelling the globe, being an international and record, he's his 21st sport. birthday, because yeah. not drinking often. You know, why should he? he morning, my, you know? my view on that is somebody like him should have his time in the sun. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think... But that's where we have to be smart, but Andy. Yeah, that's where we have to go to these people and say, "Look at what I'm doing here with these kids, right? These kids who are on have been on drugs, have been uh, part of paramilitary organisations, mm. um, like we've the, the new place over in uh, Ballymurphy at the minute as well, right? Up, which is fully funded by Belfast City Council. That's brilliant. Where is that? Sorry, I mean, Ballymurphy Corpus Christi Youth right. Centre. I know we so are. We've got an agreement with the, the Corpus Christi Youth Centre that mm-hmm. we've opened a, a gym over there. Superb. And it's funded by the government. Mm-hmm. But that took five years. I got mm-hmm. a letter of offer from three years ago. Mm-hmm. Thinking, yes. And yeah. a letter of offer, and you know, I'll tell people, a letter of offer was for £75,000, mm-hmm. right? But I don't see, or we don't see... You don't realise that's money. not a great deal of money too when you're it's setting up a It's not a great deal of money when the builders come in and they're putting doorways and stuff and, and they add up about 50 odd grand. Yeah, right? your public liability. All of that comes All in, that you know? Does, yeah. So on paper, it looks fantastic. But we had to prove why MMA is going to be different from... Why they didn't give that money to the local football team or the yeah. local Gaelic team or even the boxing team. Yeah, um, well, at the time. we all know boxing in, in Northern Ireland <coughs> is, is quite well funded. We oh, had with yeah. Carnacle a number of years yeah. ago. Well, Carl was brilliant for this sport, believe it or not. She was the first. She was the first one to come on to be further when we set this up and pushed Sport and I. Yeah, pushed them. I'm you quite know. surprised that to be frankly honest with you. Honestly, I'll, I'll just tell her it is. Yeah. Peter Lavery was there at the yeah. time with me, and we um, had to go to a meeting. But then, of course, all that tits up. Yeah, right. yeah. You know, so. and we, all, we know, I think it was five million pound were mm-hmm. allocated then throughout for boxing, yeah. for, for boxing yeah. which was brilliant because. Yeah. But they had the match it, didn't they? Boxing clubs had the match. They had to try and match yeah. certain portions of yeah. it, and that was due to the success at the time of the Commonwealth Games, if yeah. you remember rightly. Yeah. Um, a different <coughs> style of boxing, too. For the guys, when they went away, they came yeah. back with medals, gold, yeah. it was fantastic. Yeah. And then, obviously, the funding went in. Yeah. And th- But then people are saying, did you get a return from that? Well, yeah. I think you probably did get a return yeah. from that because yeah. you had Barnsley going to two Olympics, you had Mickey Conlon, yeah. and you still have the. Yeah. And, Yes, okay, controversial figure mm-hmm. up to a certain extent, yeah. but that is a return of an investment. Of course it is. And yeah. 
that's a small return yeah. but you don't see the wider return on the outside of that where people will go to the gym because I want to be like one of those guys that, and that's, that's why I'm going to go back yeah, to what, what with your son yeah. if he goes and he gets his spotlight people mm-hmm. go I want to be just like him yeah, yeah. can I go to that gym but what he's also doing which the funders like better mm-hmm. is you know this he's, he's yeah. going out he works with an online youth forum or he, had, he worked for two years for the youth forum which is a a group that deals with all the social issues out there. Mm-hmm. So he was going out with a youth worker to all these groups on the Shankle, on uh, the Falls. Uh. So you were telling us about the work that, that Jack does, because we, we, we know about him as a mixed martial artist, but you were telling us a wee bit more about you know, yeah. the work he does, the, sort yeah. of the, the, the mentorship yeah. type thing he does. So like it, it, was a, it was a pilot programme we started running with the Northern Youth Forum, who are a group that do all this youth work and social work with, yep. with kids, you know. Um, and we went to them and partnered up with them. And this is what I was saying about the we're too young in the sport to be proving the the funders and the government and all how good we are and how the sport is. We'll have to show something different to them. Yeah. And that's why they're jumping on this now at the minute, you know. Um so he was funded by Comic Relief, believe it or not. That's awesome. Um to for two years and he mm-hmm. employed yeah. right, by the youth form for two solid years where he was going right around youth groups and out and it, it, he learned the whole thing himself. Because he was over in Ballamurphy uh, with young people taking him from the graveyard where they hang about mm. in the gym to train. Right? And while they were in there, they were doing some personal development and issues around drugs and alcohol abuse and uh, you know getting into recreation and all that mm. and stuff. You know? So he's built that whole core up. And now, what we've done now, we've another 10 of those young coaches are going to get paid to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know? So their kids are going to be able to train every day of the week and they're going to mentor younger kids and bring it on and that's your long term right? yeah you're, that's, you're, it's going to keep going if you get one success story <clears throat> yeah. from each one of those yeah. that will be amazing that's you it. think about yeah. that in catchment area such as yeah. Ballamurphy yeah. catchment area actually anywhere in Belfast yeah. you said yeah. the opposite Jack's travelling back and yeah. forward to places yeah. Shankill Road Ballamurphy all the sort of yeah. historically difficult places yeah. to work for any youth organisation yeah. and we all know the past the history of drug abuse and whatever else yeah. takes place in yeah. those areas um, social degeneration, obviously. Yeah. Um, but just I think if you get an outcome of one person from yeah. each one of those, yeah. the money's, in, in my in turn, the return's far better than what you've paid yeah. out for. And that's why the, the council then came in and said to support uh, a gym in Ballamurphy. Yeah, no, it's, brilliant. It's, it's time for me as well. Like I say, I don't get paid for any of this, mm-hmm. and I do it, but I, I love doing it. You know, it keeps me, yeah. keeps me reasonably young. Like, but um, So I'm out every night of the week, mm-hmm. and I go over there, the coach, and that will be set up. And we also have now a 24-foot cage over there. Which is going to be used for tournaments and yeah. whatever else, you know. And I don't think people necessarily realise that your your personal development work and your therapeutic interventions it's crucial. They happen in between. <clears throat> they happen in between rounds. Yep. They happen when mm-hmm. you know you're having a water mm-hmm. break. You know, people think you know you actually need to be sitting down, sitting across from somebody. Well, yeah. how are you feeling today? Yeah. yeah. If you yeah. if you sit somebody down, especially a young person, yeah. 16, 17, yeah. from the Shankle or the Falls, and say, "Well, today yeah. we're going to talk about your feelings." Yeah. It's not organic. It's not, it's not going to fucking no, happen. Happening, you know? These therapeutic interventions yeah. and these you know aspects of personal development happen, you know, after a spar. You know, yeah. if somebody's you know, you know, belly, you're looking a wee bit. You know, you're looking a wee yeah, bit. Yeah, right? Is everything cool? Everything cool with you? Yeah. And people don't realise just how vital and just how important those types of things are. One of the best clips i ever done in here, and I kept it myself, was one night I was sitting here, and usually the classes were about half nine or so, all the young ones, and, uh, and the noise, the chatter mm-hmm. in here, and I just videoed them chatting. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't believe it. They were all just chatting with each other. People never met before. Just land back, sweat, pissing out of them, talking to each other, you know. Brilliant. And, and that's what's missing, you know. When they're, and we're not about this. I have an issue with them, all the mental health stuff that's going on at the minute, and everybody's jumping on that bandwagon. You should be teaching kids resilience. Mm. Yeah. teaching kids it's life is 
can't be shit. Life is hard. And it's it's hard. not supposed to and be it's, easy. It's a yin and yang. You can't it's be happy without being easy. sad. You know, it, it's but you don't know what happy you know. is if you've never been sad. Exactly. I actually had the, a very similar conversation with Noel O'Keefe yesterday about how mental health is now so much in your face. Every, like every, everyone is jumping on, as you say, yeah. jumping on this bandwagon to the point where it's actually delegitimizing genuine mental health issues. It is. You're right. And it's Definitely. become there's this over sanitation yeah. of mental yeah. health to the point where even if like, I for example on Instagram I miss training one day so I put up so I was like in a bad mood yeah done a bit of training feel great now everybody's on you and everyone's on me are you, are, are you <laughs> okay, okay? Are, you, yeah. are you okay are you okay yeah. is everything okay do you need to talk and that like, I wasn't reaching it. that wasn't a cry for help no. that was me just saying I was in a bit of a shit you're mood you're not allowed to put out uh, you've had a bad day your day was boring or I was like, I, shit or... I was in a shit mood so I worked out and I felt great yeah. mm-hmm. that was yeah. more the message rather than yeah. oh woe was me help me help me yeah. but that you know, it's, yeah. it's great that people are reaching out and it's great that people care yeah. but that wasn't yeah. you know what I was trying to say I was trying to say that you know, well, that, that was, was the sale we gave the, the, the funders and stuff about this you know we always make this look you're fighting or a combat sport in particular mm-hmm. you're on your own in general when you get into the cage the ring or on the mat you're on your own mm-hmm. and that's like life but outside the cage, you've your corner man, you've your teammates, you've everybody there supporting you, and they're like your family. So that's the resilience you build up. You're yeah. going to be on your own sometimes. You're going to have to bite down your gum shield. But if you look outside, you're going to have people that are going to be there for you all the time, and that, that's what you should be paddling. Mm. You know, not that life's fantastic and you deserve to be happy and you do. Yeah. You know. N- you know. You're, nobody has given. I don't. Obviously, I'm not religious, but nobody has a God-given right to be happy. Yeah. Nobody has a God-given right to be rich or poor yeah. or anything. Yeah. You get out of life what you yeah. put into it. Yeah. And the combat sports is a parody of that ultimately yeah. because if you work hard and you train hard, yeah. you progress. You it doesn't mean you're going to be a millionaire. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're going to be UFC heavyweight yeah. champ. It just means you're yeah. going to get some form of progression. Yeah. And that is the same in life, and that's why what Phil frankly pointed out there was that when there are people who are are leaping on this yeah. mental health bandwagon yeah. now, that you should be happy every every yeah. moment of your life. Yeah. And some mornings you just wake up and you yeah. just bollocks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fucked up. Well, I'm a grumpy old bastard. Yeah. And, in the house, and that's so okay. That's, that's, that's okay. <laughs> and if you tell my wife, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, sometimes my feet, you see if I'm in a shit mood, yeah. my favourite thing in the world is just to be left the fuck alone. Yeah. Yeah. And you have a little bit of time to stew on that and then yeah. you feel great. You feel it doesn't mean you have an anxiety yeah. disorder. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you're suffering from clinical depression. No. It just means that eventually, sometimes you like to be left the fuck alone for a yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah. And there's nothing wrong with yeah. that. No, no, it's perfect. And that's what uh, genuinely Kira ages ago said to me, if I if I didn't get the dog. I or her both would have been in a fucking mental asylum, <laughs> and it's it's perfect, you yeah. know. And, that, and that's my time alone yeah. is, is walking the yeah. dog or playing the PlayStation. So what you're telling me is you have a therapy dog? I, I do yeah. have a therapy dog, a therapy little rescue dog, a you wonderful little creature. Really She's the best little creature on the planet. Yeah. But uh, yes, so care, and, and that's one of those things. Yeah. People don't need they don't need a hug and a flipping hot water bottle no. every two minutes. No. They might just need, as you said, resilience yeah. is another yeah. thing that people are are no longer are no longer practicing, they're no yeah. longer willing to suffer, they're no yeah. longer willing to take part in something difficult. Mm-hmm. But mixed martial arts, or martial arts in yeah. general, whether it be whatever combat sport you compete in, is a, an absolute must to have yeah. resilience. Because the first time somebody kicks you in the calf, or first time somebody punches you in the face, the first time you take a body shot or yeah. a double leg, you're going to go, <laughs> I get home. I'm going home, that was too I'm much for me. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. Hot you're water home. bottle in bed for me. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I, that, that is missing, and that's, what we, that's part of our personal development in here, mm-hmm. we do. You know, and as you said, this cage is where they all sit and discuss these things. Yeah. You know, um, your martial arts background. Yeah. Um, you're wearing a, a karate t-shirt. Yeah, or we sorry, will karate always, shirt. Yeah, we. Um, so 
I was looking at this up. I started my first karate license was nineteen eighty three, mm-hmm. um, and it was. I was minus five at the time. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Sorry, uh, man. Anyway, so it was 1983, so we, and it was down in College Street, which is still there, you see the same. Uh, yeah, I know exactly. The, 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 the old uh, gyms down Peter's Bar, Bar, Hench and stuff all in there. So athletic stores where everybody went to get their first pair trainers. And uh, what do you call the other one? Leisure World. Leisure, oh, World. Leisure World. Brilliant place, wasn't it? That was an absolute You can go make a cup of tea now. Ah, you can, you do, you do your thing, lads. Natural world. Natural world's brilliant, wasn't it? <laughs> Fucking crying shame. There was no internet. There was no. nowhere to get anything. My gum chains weren't... That's what I was laughing. Gum chains weren't compulsory because you couldn't get them. Yeah. Right? So, no. You did, so you fought like gum chains, so you had teeth knocked out and stuff. It was That's cool, wild. Was, right? But it was old karate. It was Oliver Brunton. Mm-hmm. You probably know that name. Um... And it was brutal. I mean, you came into the gym, it wasn't a gym, it was a, a wooden floor with nails coming through it, and up and down the hall, and it was just constant, constant, constant. But it took me out of, say, that was the 80s in Ardoin I'm from, mm-hmm. um, took me out in a different world. Yeah. Ended up fighting for Northern Ireland, Ireland and Great Britain. Yeah. Didn't care who I fought No, why would you? And it didn't matter? It was unbelievable. You're out of in an fact, I remember walking through Ardoin in the probably late 80s, early 90s, with a Great Britain tattoo on. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that? Yeah. And the only people that got annoyed by that was the soldiers. <laughs> they really got pissed off. They put me up against the wall and emptied my kit bag all over the ground and basically said, Brilliant. fuck you doing what we're not, you know. Did you, so did you come from a martial arts family at all? Or what no. was what what got you into martial arts? You will you will not understand this either. Like there was no such thing as UFC, MMA, nothing like that. Um it was the old Bruce Lee stuff. There was a programme for me, it was Kung Fu. I remember that. David was it with David Carradine? Just... Unfortunately, I am for David. Huh? Unfortunately, I am. I know, I know. Yeah. Sad. Well, if you're going to go one way, you know, you yeah, may as well. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Anywho, so it Kung Fu. Anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so there was nothing like, when you think now that everything's about MMA and everybody out in that street when you meet them, I do a bit of this and do a bit of that. You yeah. Know? Crotty was huge. I know. I, I do remember it. it. was never allowed to go. Mum and Dad thought uh, it was too dangerous. It was too well. All the newspaper. It was exactly the same as what you see in MMA. Now every time somebody gets mugged out in the street, it's MMA fighter beat somebody up. You know, mm-hmm. it was Crotty. I think. So there was I a lot of fear mongering in it. Right? A lot of fear mongering. Now it was pretty brutal. There was no such thing as insurance or you know safety mm-hmm. or anything. Like that. You went down, you got the shit kicked out of you, and you, if you done well getting the shit kicked out of you, the mood jump into the, the next class. You know, I mean, I, like I remember getting picked from the All Ireland team and thinking this was. Unbelievable! I had to go to Antrim Forum to train. Didn't know how to get to Antrim. Um, got a bus down. Didn't work out that there was no buses back in the Belfast, and I had to walk from Antrim Forum back to Ardoin at ten o'clock at night. You know. Would Brilliant. kids do that nowadays? No, no. Other sport. Just no. for anybody who can get, obviously, yeah. people who maybe don't live in Northern Ireland. Ardoin <clears throat> is a place in uh, North Belfast, which is historically again a very difficult. And, and troubled place over the years especially over the, the conflict that we describe as the troubles yeah. also Antrim <laughs> is 35 miles away <laughs> so uh, walking basically a, a marathon and a bit walking a, a over the hills over the seven mile street yeah so you're like you're, wa- you're basically walking back an ultra marathon yeah. to get home well, after getting your crap kicked in but you've done it like, and you've done it and you and it was none of this thing where the, the coach owed you anything. You owed the coach everything. Now it was extreme, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You had to do anything they said from calling them Sansi out in the street to all that sort of stuff. But it was mentally a very, very tough, tough game. So it went from the karate to the, the full t- contact karate and then we got into the sport combat jiu-jitsu at the mm-hmm. time. Um, and that was the last thing I got into and that sort of enveloped into the MMA. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, we Andy Young was over in Vegas yeah. when we fighting, and uh, I remember Andy going over. Hey, I was so, training GBNI at the same time. Yeah. There, and and it was, was it was fantastic. It was a great sport. You know, and I use it a lot here for the kids mm-hmm. because it's it's gi based. Yeah, it's the same rules as MMA. Um, I think Michael Bisping was involved in that Bisping as well. He started that, right, yeah, as well. Yeah. So you, you know. I mean, I won a world title in that in Jersey, and then another one in Vegas, but. You, you had to fight seven fights in one day. You're glossing mm. over that very quickly. Like, yeah, that was you, pretty. You won. That was yeah. that was very casual. That you was very you, casual, you, you won a world championship in twice. That. Aye, twice. Uh, twice. Yeah. That's huge. You're, you're very you're very very humble about your achievements because you, you've competed internationally, and that's what fits with IMF, and that's uh-huh. what I want to see kids get. Because I've seen what it did for me. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I came from Ardoin, as you just described, mm-hmm. enough Belfast. I didn't know. First black man I seen was a soldier. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't know outside of Ardoin. You know, and when you were captain, that we enclosed. For various reasons, when you're in that kind of area or upbringing, my parents were fantastic. Made sure we weren't involved in anything. Mm. You know, in that's fact, difficult though. That, very difficult in, those in days, that environment like, too, because you know, what people would have had as a male <clears throat> role model, yeah, mightn't have been their father, mightn't yeah. have been, yeah. and then they were coming into contact yeah. with, with in essence, and that's what's happening now. Pa- yeah, it's it's happening now. Literally, it's mm-hmm. like they're going thirty years back yeah. in time, and yeah. people are going to end up reaping yeah. a massive, but bad yeah. benefit of this, yeah. Yeah. and they don't change now. But yeah. I think. Um, there is a couple of guys we know as well, the the Corgans. Yeah, yeah. You cannot meet three yeah. better guys yeah, to rake about with in the gym. Yeah. And it, it's a similar thing. Slowly watching them from what they're doing, yeah. you know, and their dedication to things, you know. So you two time world champion. Sports Jiu Jitsu, yeah. Yeah. Tough. The last one well, the last one when I was forty three, so that was That's very impressive. So I started when I was working out I started when I was thirteen and I stopped when I was fighting when I was 43 so, so as you say it's essentially MMA and, and a gi and a gi so yeah, is that fantastic game. so does that happen like uh, an open mat type form open or mat, is it yeah. close so open mat there's kind of elements of sambo I would have cheated quite a lot of it you know come from a karate background not cheated strategically used it right mm-hmm. so you, would have, you would have exploited the means exploited that you're disposing so if they're pushing to the edge of the mat then yeah and they go for a take, and then you slip out over over the mat a wee bit, and have to restart in the middle again. So it's, it's all stand up. You know? Well, that's strategic then, isn't it? Yeah, that's so, using the environment to suit. It's like people yeah. now complain yeah. about Paddy Ritchie. Remember Paddy? Yeah. Oh yeah, Paddy Ritchie. Paddy was right? massive in the night. A great, great fighter. Scary man. I used to get him a Paddy. It was awful. You know? Absolutely me, awful. Me and Paddy went to two round championships together. Mm. So was it right? Was it rounds in the same way that it was three minute rounds? Yeah. Three, three minute rounds. Three, three, two three minute rounds. Two three minute rounds, and you could you could win by submission. Submission. Everything. Yeah. Same thing. So it's essentially. But were you allowed to get, if you're wearing a gi were you allowed the types of oh, God, jokes I, and everything yeah. everything was involved Every now the ground it was a good system where you, on the ground I'm trying to remember the rule if you clinch a clinch was just grabbing if yeah. you mm-hmm. touched somebody then the clinch started you had 10 seconds to take them down right oh, very similar to the judo no, yeah, the, the yeah. time the so you had 10 seconds to take them down so if you're not getting a good takedown on that you, you were know, separated you were separated at a break I like right? that mm-hmm. and then when you, you hit the ground I think then it was something like you had 30 seconds to mm-hmm. be active on the ground you know so you couldn't just lay on top of somebody so I would have I would have suited your karate background with distance management kicks uh-huh. yeah. days. and they didn't and I remember going over to Jersey and I was the first part in karate in it and just, but our karate was karate jutsu right as you'd explain mm-hmm. that so we always done throws we always done takedowns we always fought on the ground in fact my email still is before MMA which just started off as a joke, but it's stuck with me, you know. So it's this B four MMA, you know. It was always there. I mean, the, the type of karate we did, it was always grappling on it, you know. Mm. So, so. so mo- moving forward to sort of the 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 more modern era, because when when I first saw, well, fuck you, more modern era. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you have an indoor toilet, <laughs> all these amazing uh, things. Used to bring turf to school, and yeah. all. <laughs> cool, and an Jesus. apple, and your own Maybe. slate. <laughs> moving forward ever so slightly. <laughs> 
If we could, the the first I sort of really became aware of the gym was through mixed martial arts. You had the the wave of guys like yeah. Rowan, yeah. Yeah. like Garth, yeah. Carl McNally, Jolly, yeah, uh, Jones. yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, which we were doing the week before in the gym. Yeah, there's video of it. And all. Yeah. Another another guy that sticks out for me is uh, Johnny Martin. Johnny was brilliant, guy. Because yeah. I remember he had an absolute war. Uh, finished with a drop with uh, Daniel Cairns that's right on Clam Wars that was a great fight and it yeah. was a fantastic Johnny's fight. left body kick was something else like you know I think he actually he really hurt Hugh Gleason he in did. a fight with yeah. it as well and Hugh Gleason was a monster like, and, and another reason that I remember that fight yeah. so fondly is because I was maybe in my mid twenties at the time, and you were still kind of in that mindset that you know you fight to the death, yeah, yeah. you know, and it, which which is stupid yeah. to be thinking like that in combat sports, yeah. is fucking idiotic, yeah. But it was a corner. That fight finished by a corner stoppage. Indeed, and you, that was I get castigated for that. You know, but and I'll explain that to you, but I will. Yeah. You you threw the tie in correctly. Thank you. Co- Thank you. Correctly, and I remember probably one of the first to say that. No, I remember it was one of the first instances where I was like. Ooh, this change this changes this changes my perception of everything a wee bit because yeah. I, as I say you were still kind of in that mentality at a relatively young age that you know you fight to the death yeah. two, two men enter one man leave that's bed, a fighter's bed. prerogative that's not mine yeah. as a coach as a corner man you know? so no you're just safety people don't realise that yeah. so from, from a coach's point of view talk me through the steps of that what you remember of that fight <sighs> it was straight after Cavallo for a start yeah that was a big thing um, and when I look back at hindsight I was thinking did that affect me a wee bit and it, it did in a wee bay and a wee way, and but it didn't mm-hmm. because I know I feel like I don't have a stable affairs. I'm not in here to churn out people that are going to be on every show. Yeah, you know. And lately, we're not putting anybody on shows because we're getting everything ready and stuff. So, man, and this sounds cliche. Not I treat every kid as my son or my own child when they're in there because it is. You know. Yeah. You know, you're sitting Camp. in the corner and you. You feel every punch. In fact, it's worse. I'm going to tell you, it's worse than actually competing yourself by and far. I, and worse. I've hundred times worse. And I remember when Jack first stepped into those IMAFs as a young 18 year old fighting a guy from who was his first fight I can't remember some foreigner anyway um, shit myself my stomach I was sick couldn't sleep at night I was thinking fuck what am I doing here you know so Johnny's was the same as that Johnny just wasn't himself he wasn't hurt he wasn't um, damaged in any way. Do you, mean, do you mean in the fight or do you mean in the lead up to the fight? Could you tell where there I could tell there wasn't the, something like, red flags right there, that yeah. came the late after it, you know. Just wasn't something there. He, as weight. We don't weight cut in this gym, mm-hmm. such, you know. Um, we make sure people are trained up to their fight and a, a couple of kilos, you know. And you'll never see a guy from this gym not making weight or not being fit enough for it, you know. It's never happened, but uh, it just wasn't something right. And when he, he came to the weight cut, he looked like he'd been fucking eyes were in the back of his head and I thought right this isn't so I had all that in my head then in the fight his mother was there never bring your mother to the fight my ma saw me fighting once and said you're not my son you're like a wee shite in there and never never watched it again my mom never saw me fight no No. never watched it again you know but his mother was screaming I could hear his mother screaming no Johnny no no and Johnny will tell you this himself and it just upset him and it was after a couple of weeks or a month I don't know how long ago it was after the Cavalio incident Mm -hmm. and that was all in Johnny's head and Johnny was brilliant and he's a tank and a beast and we'd never give up really light on his feet too light I remember just darting, darting yeah. in and out oh, a brilliant kid like you know he's got a job and all he's working all nice so he's not, not training as much but he uh, came back in the second round and I looked at him and went are you alright and he wasn't listening to you know mm. you know when somebody's not listening to you and his, his eyes were out, out in the cage and I went Hugh Gleason's a monster Huge Gleason, huge. Used this to, guy was used to compete was at one fifty. Yeah, lightweight. Used to compete at one fifty five. Yeah, gigantic man. Yeah. Like I mean, I don't know. Any lovely, lovely kid too. Yeah, really, really nice guy. Yeah, like, you know, 
Johnny went back and looked at me and I thought I wasn't looking at me I went Johnny look at my eyes mm. oh, tell me what's happening here what's going on wasn't there yeah. wasn't there at all and I went right I'll let it go a wee bit and can't actually remember the ins and outs of the fight you'd probably do better than me and uh, I thought no fuck this no, he's getting hurt in here you know and there's something made happen yeah. I'm taking responsibility but what's a, why take that risk it's an amateur fight, fight you know and, and you're saying uh, you got backlash did you got a wee bit oh, of backlash oh man I don't do you know I don't do the Facebook yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. shake you know I only put up this good things that are happening here and all this uh, disgraceful thorn and it was all people were trying to link it to the Carvalho thing he's only doing that to show you know that uh, you know the, oh, as, the as, sport, if you, as, as if you had some sort of an agenda for oh, yeah. Fuck that. You know, it was about the kid. As, you, know? you know, you obviously, you, you know, you train these guys, and as you say, you have... I, treat, I do treat them, you yeah. can ask any of them. You're mostly invested. Ah, oh, hugely, hugely. So your your priority there is safety, so to be castigated, you'd rather be castigated for doing that yeah. than castigated, oh, it than castigated for letting it go. You know, that yeah. kind of stuff doesn't bother me. No, I, I, say, I, I think as a coach, if you let that bother you, yeah. you're putting other people in danger. 100%. 100% yeah. You're putting people in danger. Yeah. It should always be stopped one too early yeah. rather than one too yeah. late. And people, I've seen people in, in high profile fights or in very low profile yeah. fights give coaches or referees terrific amounts of yeah. shit. Yeah. Because, oh, they should let them go. Like, there's people that live for that, though. There's yeah. people that, there's people there that, there's people that live yeah. that live to be a... Troll. Yeah, to be, a, tro- to be a troll. Yeah. Troll, yeah. Troll, 100%. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but I also think, in that respect, I look at it, you know, imagine, place yourself in that guy's position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you want to be saved or not? Paul yeah. Murray, he discussed when he fought Lee yeah. Thurifle. And I remember that. Yeah. I remember watching yeah. that fight because yeah. I was coming out about two or three fights yeah. later on. Yeah. And I remember watching that and going, oh, Fuck! Mm-hmm. What yeah. this was bad, yeah. and that was Fred Rado who would have just let you fucking yeah. get even asked. He asked the referee yeah. afterwards, "Why didn't you fucking stop it earlier?" Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you would, yeah. Fred would have just let you get mopped yeah, up, yeah. and that that day as well, I I fought a guy, and I think mm-hmm. I'm virtually convinced enough that he broke his arm, and I was shouting yeah. to the ref to stop this, stop this, stop this, yeah. and he's and even the guy was fighting goes, "No, I'm okay," yeah. until I heard a snap, and he dived in. Well, that was the same like, with Johnny. It, it turned out in after as as. Poor Muller was so upset with the Cavalio stuff all week mm. and just didn't want Johnny to fight and mm. that was and Johnny's really close to his mother, really so and it just was on his head. Yeah. yeah. It was all on his head though. I think the Cavalio he didn't thing. he actually I think he knocked Gleason down at one stage and helped him up. Yeah. There's something weird. The boys always slag about it now, you know. I think and, it was and I went, well, he's, he's done it here to fight, like you no, know. He caught him, but I think no, like, this is my, he caught him a body kick, and he was double, he was doubled over, high. and he didn't, he, he didn't, he, he backed off. Yeah, he didn't charge on. Yeah. So there was something. There was, was a little bit of a, playing, mm, little little bit of a disconnect you know, there. But so. that, that's one great fighter you've had out of the gym. Another Rowan friend of Rowan, hardest man ever walked the face of He's mental, by the way. Hope he's listening. Absolute gentleman with it as well. He would never walk past the same. That's my luckiness, you know. I have people in here like Rowan and Garth and all the kids you know mm-hmm. Bresson and all of it like Rowan and Garth have been with me since a five year old yeah you know and they've went through everything and they're so protective over you as well you know and they've went through everything with me they've done all the shows all the fights Rowan was the reason I got into MMA you know it was nothing to do with anything else I didn't want to get into it yeah it was down in uh, Ramblin Oh yeah, that one of Davy Patterson's. Yeah. yeah, as we said before, all roots lead back to all Davey. roots lead back to Davy. It's you know, like, yeah, legend, you know. But Ro was Ro came to me and went, no, I want to. So he was eighteen, just turned eighteen, want to fight in this MMA mm-hmm. stuff, and it wasn't. You know, long ago was that? Very long 13, time ago, 14, 13, 14, 14, maybe fifteen years ago. Um, I thought, no, 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 because I was in this Leipzig, this elite sport that you're going away over the world, you're fighting it, then you didn't see MMA. Love watching it, love. Mm. Didn't see MMA here as, as being a big thing. Would um, you Would you be in a wee bit guilty of maybe because uh, yes, of the yeah, the traditional elitism that sometimes that was 
you know. But I'd also fallen out with a Craddy because Craddy was being ruined. It wasn't a Craddy I was brought up with. Mm-hmm. It was sanitized people going up and down a hall, just doing moves and getting gold embroidered black belt. Yeah, so so my background Craddy, so I, I became disillusioned with a Craddy. Yeah. Um, so I started looking into the application of Craddy, and that's why we were called Craddy Jutsu. Mm-hmm. The Jutsu means real rather than the Craddy Do. So it's the reality of it, and it's what Craddy was supposed to be. You know, the Craddy you see in halls now was. Was developed to bring into schools. It was sanitized. They yeah. took out the chokes. Well, took out the throws. Karate in general is a battlefield art. Yeah, you know, yeah. and that's where yeah. the term martial comes from. Yeah. You know, and I think that's a lot of that is missing because it people is. don't want yeah. to see their their yeah. kids. It's not what well, it was. Yeah. It, yeah. Obviously, when it was first yeah. developed yeah. Well, in, in its infancy for. of martial I mean, arts. Think there was no such thing as a high kick in karate. There wasn't. No, it was all just low. Rope yeah, because you left your leg too high. Balance, follower, and stuff. Yeah, so and the, a lot of the guys uh, were yeah. wearing armor too. That's the yeah. other problem. Yeah. So that, that that's never why tried I, to throw a head kick wearing armor. No, never. I. <laughs> no, never. Hold on. Is it, did anybody ever watch Night Fight? Uh, M One Global. Best thing ever. Oh, I M- missed my. It's one of those thing things. I, I was watching it and I was just oh, looking at Karen. She was just like, yeah. I don't support this. I'm like, Damn it! Fantastic, tough man. Like ripping my dreams from me. M One Global promoted it. They did it in a. Uh, a six-sided, a six-sided ring. ring, a hexagon yeah. ring, and there was guys, and there was actually a guy got hit with it. Did he get hit with a head kick? Well, there was there was a couple of MMA fighters in it. Yeah, in that, that the one that did one, they did one on um, Sky. Did you see the History Channel one? No. Oh, <laughs> you want to see this? Seriously, YouTube this. Superb. There was a couple of guys who like Bellator fighters and all went into it. We got uh-huh. fucking ironed out. Get killed. Like. like literally brutalized. These boys were literally with big swords, serious axes. Sword, like, Brilliant. Battery amazing. Sword. Absolutely amazing. I immediately went on to Facebook to see if there's one in Ireland and uh, no, couldn't find it. No. Start one. Oh, be fucking great. We we co promotion with, with Johnny Burroughs, there you go. No. Oh no. <laughs> um no. Uh, but it was amazing. Anyway, yeah. I, I've completely gone now because yeah. I was thinking about fucking <laughs> people in medieval armor beating the shit out of each other with swords. <laughs> Never throw a head kick on a Th- that's it, yes, no more head kick because I've obviously yeah. wearing armor. Yeah. But no, it's, it's interesting to see, and that's part yeah. of martial arts. And well, it was, and, that, and that's why, you know, so I'd started going around clubs and taking a. Beeper's going again, lads. <laughs> so, speak, speaking, of, speaking of tough men that are a wee bit mental, we, yeah. we touched on, on Rowan. <laughs> we t- what a segue. You see that? No, that was yeah. seamless. That's, Absolutely uh, seamless. Professional, so I am. So, yeah, Rowan, we all wanted in the, the, the MMA. Yeah. My brother, I says, no, we're not doing it. Honestly, I said, no, we're not doing this. You know, it's not. It was down in uh, uh, Ramble, and to me, it wasn't. When I came from going to stadiums and fighting and fighting in France and fighting in Poland and fighting all over the world, this is not what I want you to, you know, want you to go and um, walk down into Ramble and looked around me going, flip me. Rome was only 18. Mm-hmm. Quickly shooting this story. Like, mm-hmm. Rome was 18, but could have been training since he was five year old. Yeah. So he's put up against the kid. It was against Paul Murray. Paul Murray will laugh at this now. Oh, against Paul Murray's not against Paul Murray. Right. A kid out of the uh, out of the FAI. FAI was progressive combat. It was progressive combat Belfast then, I think. Yeah, with Paul. and it was, and Rowan knocked him out in twenty four seconds. Mm. Right, and Paul went bananas. You know, do you remember the group? What was it for him? SFUK. Oh, no, it wasn't SFUK. Was EFR form. Right. Oh God, I can't remember. I think that's again before your time, before internet and social media and stuff. Went bananas. This kid. This is ridiculous. This guy's uh, been training twelve years and all. You know, I just he was just turned eighteen. You know about? But, yeah. Um, but it was it was funny. So then I went right. Okay, we'll get in this. And the only reason I did it because my brother said to me, if you don't coach him, he'll go somewhere else. Go somewhere else, yeah. and you'll not, he'll not get mm-hmm. what he needs. You know, and I went right. Okay, and that's our started. But Rowan is one tough. Dude. I trained very very sparingly with him a very long time ago. And Boys incredibly tough dude. Yeah. So the, the the first memory I have of him as a competitor was UXC two. Oh, can't and wait. 
Uh, in the Odyssey. Indeed. In yeah. the Odyssey. And that was a three-round war. War. Like, like needed I mean, face. Yeah. Like as, needed as, face as, in Alger. Yeah. So, yeah, back when these were, back when these were legal, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And his, his eye was completely <laughs> swollen. Two of them, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. still the picture. Uh-huh. Uh, that's, that's, probably, that's probably the the best amateur fight I can recall we had worked, he had another blaster with Daggy Dalton if you ever which Daggy Dalton I think always says was one of the toughest fights he ever had you know mm-hmm. and it was, it was in the wee cage contender cage and it was brutal like you know and that was when I was going to throw a talent yeah because Rowan wasn't doing what I was telling him Rowan mm-hmm. spitting the blood out and just walking forward here biting you know? down on so the gum machine and throwing and I wanted the nice dancing about stuff you know but and what, what are your memories yeah. of that fight you had with, uh, with, with Connor Connor White the memories are we had worked a lot on the mind for it lot on this NLP stuff and we've done these routines and there's a so for, for anyone that doesn't know NLP neuro linguistic programming yeah yeah yeah. and there was a photograph that came out after it which I still keep and I think it's one of the best photographs it sums up everything you know brutal back and forth well you know the fight back yep. and forth both rounds rowing I think people are surprised that we can grapple still I don't know why mm-hmm. you know it really uh, yeah I suppose because we paddle with karate all the time but it, it's yeah, really but it's surprising large, like, you yeah. know, and we're heavy in the wrestling especially mm-hmm. now you know and Rowan's a great grappler a great mm-hmm. wrestler and he's a high blue belt now BJJ you know um, forced me to put BJJ in the window <laughs> against my holy thoughts but there you go um, so my memories that fight was tough back and forward hitting the big I think it was the second round maybe the big knee in the face yep and Rome was out. Rome was like a zombie. Rome mm. was out, and I cheated. Hands up. I ran around the cage and I said something in his ear, and he just boom, up off the ground. And I think a wee bit, Connor White, such a star at the time, like, mm-hmm. it sort of broke Connor's heart a wee bit, you know. They, they couldn't he, get him out of That he couldn't get, he wasn't gone. Yeah. And Rome got up. If you look closely, I know you like this fight, go and look at what's the video. If you look really closely at it, when he got up off, he turned Connor around. I think that's no near your near face. I was on top of him, pounding away, and you see Ron getting up and walking back towards me, going "fuck it," and that was it. Anyway, mm. He's one of this, you know. And and when you back to with on this NLP thing, where you you sat to yourself, your feet in the ground, and you just breathe. Forget about the Odyssey, six thousand people mm. there. Like, forget about your nose is all over the place. Forget about your eyes. You're just breathing and going through the day. And is that something you'd implement? Because I'm quite interested in that aspect of the sport. Is that something you'd implement it in the lead up to it? Was that um, a way of anchoring himself. Yeah. Had, you, had he been practicing yeah, that? Yeah, we we would practice with a lot of the guys. Mm-hmm. You know, it's part of part of what we do. And the anchoring is a great thing. That when your foot touches that, that's you anchored. You mm-hmm. know, when your kid, your back's at that kids. You develop that familiarity. Yeah, with it, so you develop it's that. Not it's a good such thing a shock to the system. Yeah, yeah. And even with Jack and the young guys that are coming forward, like you know, Jack's heart rate's forty five when he's going to the cage, not one hundred and forty five or mm-hmm. one hundred twenty. It's nice down low. This is. What you for? This is your most enjoyable phase of your life. Yeah, it's you know, here, you know? And I always said that before to people, and you can see, and I always ask guys that whenever we're walking down to the cage now, don't rush your ring walk. Yeah. Don't rush it's this. Bit, it's yeah. the most important, it's the most enjoyable bit. Yeah. Because yeah. if I, you know what, you're going to forget yeah. about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it, people ruin it by the social media thing. They do. By posting, I'm going to do this, mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. And they'll never see our guys doing it. Honestly. But they put unnecessary Carl used to do it because he was good at it. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't mind it. it like, you know, I genuinely don't mind a bit of it. But Carl was very tongue in cheek with it. Oh, God, I. Carl took a piss at himself. You could tell that he he was wearing a hat when he was doing it, but it's the. It's to, Did to you st- witness his spinning as yeah 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 under kick the, that, was, that then that went that, card, you know? that then went viral and was picked ruined up by Bass Britain and everything and the Rolling Thunder yeah 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 ruined him how so um, who knew who Carl McNally was before that mm-hmm. um, Carl Tellius himself not talking about it in the shop you know 
that went, I think it was something like nearly a million hits in that. Yeah, it went crazy. On the Bass yeah. Rooting show. Yeah. Because yeah. he'd done the, done the kick and then... Rolling from under the armbar, yeah. You know? Uh, he was letting every bar in Belfast for f- fucking nothing. He was giving free bottles of vodka everywhere, yeah. you know? Destroyed it. Oh, and we, he always had to build up to that, you know? Yeah, it's it very, very difficult to ever... For that short, but then he came back and he trained and he realised what mm. it was then, you know? Is he still competing now? Yeah, well, he's still... He there, didn't he? Compete yeah, 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 Academy, yeah. Kids yeah. Academy. He won the Kids World Academy. Yeah, yeah. But, no, nah, give it up. He's a lot, lot going on at the minute. He's in, back in school and stuff. Good to see him back competing. Because yeah. I always enjoyed watching them fight. So. Oh, great. Great yeah. fighter. Very talented fighter. There's a kid, and I, I'll say that, our kids come through this and nothing else. Like, Carl never done anything else, but Carl mm. finishes with a guillotine every day. Mm. Without. I thought that... I I I work, I work sometimes with uh, Jose Torres, yes. Jose Shorty Torres, ah, and he always speaks fondly. Yeah. Of uh, of we got a wee video Carl. of uh, Jose over in Bahrain, uh, call saying, "Carl, believe you're 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 not trending, and you're on the fucking waggy baggy too much." You know? <laughs> it's funny, you know, nice kid. Like. But um, as 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 I was saying, there, you know, Carl, if he was ever on social media talking shit, it was always very tongue in cheek. Yeah. yeah. We we kind of live in an era now where there's some fighters are guilty of sort of living a gimmick believing their gimmick a little yeah, bit I and it. falling into it I find anybody doing our gym I knock mm. I, I genuinely up to a certain point don't mind it and the reason I said don't mind it is because fighting is an entertainment business yeah. and yeah. it's a popularity contest it's when it gets nasty it's when we're talking about people's mothers yes. and stuff like yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. And but we, when it becomes real when it, it becomes, becomes too real then yeah. it's okay as you say if you're tongue in cheek taking a piss yeah. out of yourself taking yeah. a piss out of your opponent yeah. that's fine yeah. but and everyone's in on the joke yes and Carl is part of it Alexa McNally never ever took a piss out of somebody he was never nasty never, it was always funny stuff you right. know you're going to do this you're going to, I'm going to do this right. whatever, you know, so. but I think if you're going down the Colby route Aye. you're yeah. a cock yeah ultimately <laughs> yeah. Um, I, as much as I enjoy don't yeah. get me wrong I enjoy yeah, the antics but that's but a professional too that's, like, that's a guy who could yeah. potentially have millions of dollars in the bank exactly you know. so knock yourself out yeah. on you go but if but you're a guy from Belfast you know. exactly yeah. who's an amateur fighter do you see it in boxing and amateur boxing <sighs> amateur boxing no you no. don't Absolutely not. And that's where we need to get with this. You mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. We need to get these kids that they have a full. I mean, we're talking about tape. You know, you go over to England and everybody's British champion in them. Yeah. I mean, every show's a British champion. Because somebody's yeah, back garden. You know, <laughs> like champion in their own back garden. I think, you know, hopefully we'll get there where we'll have national championships and European. Well, the Europeans are that I'm off, but mm. it's getting bought into all that, you know? Yeah. It's, the Euro- it's difficult. The, the Europeans, I wanted, to, I wanted to ask you about the Europeans. Yes. Um, the Europeans that were meant to be in Belfast in July. Yeah. And then got got moved to yeah. to Italy. Yeah. What was 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 that because of the whole uh, Brexit climate here at the minute, or because that would have been huge for Belfast? Yeah. Listen, it, it was, was, and it was it something was. I was gen- as a fan yeah. of, of mixed martial arts, especially at the grassroots level. It's uh, something yeah. I was genuinely looking forward to. Yeah. If I told you the amount of work that went into that, mm-hmm. you would just. I mean, that's the thing, you know, hundreds of hours out of work, taking days off, going to these meetings, because people aren't going to meet you at night time in these no, yeah, no. funders, you know, so um, Newton Abbey, I'll Newton, Cal- Newton Abbey Council, we're going to fund a good part of it, mm. which is unheard of, right, so it was going to be in the Valley Leisure Centre, we're going to use Jordanstown, yeah. Complex, you know, all mm-hmm. over there, and we'll a lot of logistics built into it, um, the biggest issue that hit us, wasn't just the brag, there was a Brexit fear from some countries, because it was at that time where Brexit was supposed so to happen. The, the logistics mm-hmm. are getting in and out of the country. There was right. that logistic fear, but it wasn't the, the, the crucial thing for us. You mm. know, the crucial thing for us is what um, down south at the time uh, we're having their AGM and stuff, and we're trying to get everybody together with their uh, their governing body. And there was a press release went out, and this is how simple things happen. There was a press release went out that said the gold standard 
is the MRIs and we'll mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, talk yeah. about all that you know was it MRI scans for amateurs mm-hmm. that's the gold standard so an insurance company if something and uh, you know in clubs and all people have to be aware of all this stuff if something bad happens they will look for the top standard so they don't pay you you know, of course I don't know why you've ever tried to get insurance claims from anybody they will go out of you could they'll take your money like that of course they will but right? it's getting it back out of them you get it back try to get something back of them mm-hmm. and they'll go find every wee nuance to take you apart so that press release came out and said the gold standard so by default we're second class standard here because we're not doing MRI scans now you can argue that black and white what MRIs do mm-hmm. and, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know if you're going to get MRIs get them all the fucking time yeah, just instead get of get, if I get an MRI in January you need one if you're smart here you need one next week as well that does me <laughs> you know if you're going to well, do it right that, that, does, that does me for the year yeah. Yeah. come December time I could have had three fights Oh, I am still getting cleared to fight in December. You could be so cleaned in your but gym. gym more. Yeah, 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 The difference right. between this is you, big there's an important box in it. Yeah, there's a guy called Tris Dixon. I don't know who yeah. Tris Dixon is. He's yeah. writing a book about yeah. CTE. Um, he also has a boxing life stories podcast. But he, there's also he's big into this sort of about the head injury impact on boxing. We yeah. all know. Yeah, we can we can see yeah. it, but we don't necessarily view that it's not necessarily the fight that we see the guy or girl yeah. competing. It's the fifty gym wars that they've yeah. had. I mean, that is a Muhammad real Ali was a classic. He never get hit much in the head well, until his later years, you know. Until, but he spars, spars, spars. To go back, back, to, go back to the Corrigans. Yeah. If you've ever seen them spar one another, do they spar the, the brothers? Just, yeah. just well, see, we've Emmett the brothers. Yeah. He's coming. He's fighting the brothers so, yeah. And but they don't. We we ban it in here in the head. They're, they're, well, they're great. They're great. Movement. They're great spars. If your second name is not Corrigan, yeah, and you're mm-hmm. sparring Corrigan. Yeah. But just that That's brother, brothers. that brotherly yeah. thing kind of yeah. kicks in, and you know that they, prob- they, they probably spar harder than a lot of the fights they've had. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, and I, I always remember Johnny used to beat the complete shit out of me all the time. Yeah, you know, yeah. and pretend it was yeah. oh, oh, this is light, yeah. lying bastard. I remember anybody who knows Johnny knows that's a lie. I remember beating the shit out of my sister. So I did yeah. that too. <laughs> <man. laughs> I had five sisters, and never they all beat me up. So yeah, yeah. so yeah. I think that in that way, yes, the MRI thing, I agree. Certain extent, there should yeah. be some sort of head injury clearance. But I don't know whether that's the right road to go down. Um, I think that it makes a cost value yeah. for me, mm. and we all know it is an amateur yeah. sport. We've touched on that before, but I think that well, yeah. But well, for that for that Euros then it was um, it was just the liability on us was horrendous. The mm. liability would have been me, Rodney. We were talking mm. about Rodney and all yet, and Rodney, Peter, and talking. Mm-hmm. You know, because they are the the ones that are responsible for the Australian MMA. So mm-hmm. that and I I wanted that statement retracted you know because it's not the gold standard you know no, you can't keep saying that you can't keep putting that out that's what they all want um, but once it's out there it's gone and, uh, and you know we took advice from insurance and all and the council came in everybody involved came in and went nah you, I'm off I'm off don't do MRIs mm-hmm. right so the world body doesn't do mm-hmm. MRI scans it just came from whether you agree with it or don't agree with it it came out of that happens down south, you know, yeah. Yeah, with Carvalho and stuff, you know. And, but and, and the, it's, the a, it's an argument is, we've all had for yes, years. But the other know, thing you know? is, nobody could tell you whether or not an MRI would have saved that man. Not at all. And that's the other thing. Yeah. You are, in that respect, you're playing catch-up. It's yeah. a tragic event, of course yeah. it is. Yeah. But an MRI scan will show you an anomaly in the brain, yeah. as is my understanding of yeah. it, an anomaly in the brain. And Wayne McCulloch's a classic example. He had that. Scott Harrison's yeah. another one. Yeah. We can we can name these yeah. professional athletes that yeah. have had it and have gone on to fights following. You, you could have... 
Bournemouth anomaly. You could. You, you, you don't know. You don't know. And yes, thing. if it catches one, yeah. then you know what's worth yeah. it. I agree. A life has been saved. Yeah. Mickey. Mickey Dorn. Mickey Dorn. One of the most talented. Listen, that guy was money yeah. literally yeah. all day, every yeah. day. Set to make his, his, yes. his professional yeah. debut yeah. on Bellator. On Bellator. Yeah. Uh, and, uh-huh. But then, if you saw the MRI, mm. you, yeah. But I suppose Mickey himself. See that he put a picture of it. He had a hole in his head, essentially. Hole in He released a video about it. And he was talking about stuff that you know he had done when he was younger, <coughs> scrapping about somebody, get, somebody hitting, him with, somebody hitting him, with him with a guitar, and there's just a moment of clarity where he stops yeah. and goes, "That could have been it." Jesus, maybe that could have been it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this actually explains a lot about me. Yeah. Yeah. But brilliant guy, and, and again, I, I remember I Cal, Cal Pacino this weekend, or sorry, Cal Pacino just this week. Mm. Right, um, he was meant to be fighting James Gallagher. He's out of the fight now because of an anomaly. Oh, right, okay, right. There you go. Right. I mean, right. so they obviously do have it, but again, it's an amateur sport, and yeah. you're, you're, you would hope but the look, controls are tighter. You know, none of us are surgeons or doctors, and we, no. we actually got an MMA trauma course, first aid trauma mm-hmm. course, sort of with three five two, Kingsbridge Hospital. So that it actually was one last week, and it was one last year, and the, uh, a neurosurgeon mm-hmm. took it. You know, and they will tell you he was brilliant. He he uh, worked in rugby a lot and he'll tell you all the ins and outs of things but he's not telling you stop doing your sport you know no, because you can't you can't do it But so that was for us and Europeans that was the cruise there was a Brexit stuff there was a lot of RV ins and outs going on but that, that nailed us yeah. yeah that nailed us because I'm not bringing 400 people over here to compete when nobody's insured and one wee thing and well, well, I lose my house yeah. and my family and some you end up living in here and a you know, uh, so it annoyed me drastically because mm. there was a lot of funding that was lost over it. Yeah, there was a lot of money lost over it. Made me a bit uh, angry on mm. it, you know. And I made opportunities angry. for all the clubs around this. But it removed opportunity for a lot of people. It did. Now we're going to have a try and get a wee smaller event mm-hmm. towards the end of the year. Yeah. Here, you know, uh, like a national you'll get English team UK mm-hmm. over. And that was the other thing people don't like realize more of an open. Than yeah, a, okay. yeah. And down south and Andy Rand's big in it. Mm-hmm. He, he, right. Andy has a great guy, like, but. Uh, but people don't realise too with the Northern Ireland thing there would be no Northern Ireland team I mean I'm off a set up as an Olympic yeah and there's no Northern Ireland in the Olympics no so I had to fight tooth and nail to keep Northern Ireland as its own you know and then we set it had to do all the governance work and all the work and then so we set a president there's now uh, England have set up on their own uh-huh. so it was supposed to be just UK MMA we would have been lost in that. Of course you would have been. But we're we'd always going to be the poor cousin. Yeah. Even if you're better, you're still the poor cousin. Even though the, it was originally set up as all Ireland, but mm-hmm. that was split, you know, way back about five years ago. Uh, you'd have been probably lost in that as well. I think you probably would have. Yeah. You would have. And then if we'd have been all Ireland, we would have been dictated to by the MRIs and that for kids mm-hmm. and the amount of money in it. And they can get it cheaper done down south for the MRIs. Mm-hmm. Um, we've trying to get a good deal with the Kingsbridge Hospital and stuff, but it's still expensive. It's very even then, if we, you know, if we look, and you know, I'm very careful about what I say here, but yeah. if we had fallen under that umbrella, if it yeah. was an All-Ireland committee, yeah. you know, amateur MMA is essentially dead in the yeah. Republic. Yeah. So we would have run the risk of falling under that umbrella. And then amateur and then, MMA dies. You know, I, I'll be honest, that's what I'm here for, I'll be honest with you, is, and if, if people knew what went on around that time, um, it was getting closed down. I mean, mm. we had the BBC on, we had the council on, and I remember me and Randy Murk and around all the clubs and went to and the show. Mm. Paul McLaughlin had a show mm. shortly after. Uh-huh. And to be fair to Paul, at that time, we said, mate, you're going to have to put a higher standard of medical on here mm. and we'll back you up. You know, we'll say, this is our standard. Yeah. And we, we got shouted, slabbered at and we got castigated and there was a whole lot of shit went on back then. But um, we put that standard in place and people agreed to put it in place and that's still there. That standard's still there. But I, 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 I don't think you have enough. I, I genuinely no, don't think you have enough. Of course you can. As I say, my son's fighting this. Yeah. 
I'm not saying that. I want to. I want to know that kid's healthy yeah. over there. Yeah. I don't want to know my kid's healthy. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know after it they're that they're both healthy and okay. Go home. Or, we've been around long. I, I, I saw a guy in British Champs just in Crowley get kicked in the head, and this is about 40, 30 odd years ago. Kicked in the head. Here's a matching video. Da- knocked out. Go ahead, big man. <laughs> get knocked down, get up, blew his nose and his boom, blood, just eyes, everything. Yeah. Whole skull just cracked, you know. It's terrible, terrible. Yeah. That no, stuff, and, it can, and it can be that quick. It yeah. can be that, you know, and we've, we have seen it. We yeah. know our own, we can talk about yeah. injuries in boxing, but yeah. obviously there's more boxing takes place than there yeah. is mixed martial arts, yeah. whether the amateur professional. Yeah. Yeah. That is changing because now yeah. virtually every week you have a professional mixed martial arts event yeah. televised, whether it be yeah. UFC or Bellator or Brave, yeah. now coming at RKSW. Yeah. But Norman, congratulations, Norman Park, by the way. Brilliant. Fucking awesome. Huge, absolutely brilliant. Wonderful win. Oh, I was talking to Norman during the week. So get him on the underprivileged show. in this country, he should be. Held up on a. He needs this goes, this goes back. This goes back to what we were saying earlier about yeah. you know somebody who deserves the plaudits yeah. for what they've achieved. You look at his record. Plaudits, his record's yeah. fucking his record's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. And the UFC fed him a whole load of fucking they murderers kids. because they didn't like him. The because UFC he didn't them. like his style. The UFC yeah. fucked him because he couldn't talk away and he fell foul of McGregor at the time. And, he, and he did try. Do you remember he fought your your Swedish dude? Do you remember? He beat McGregor. Reza Madani. Reza Madani. Ah, that's right. I give him a lot of shit about snatching handbags, which I thought was very funny. funny. I did think that was funny. So, but yeah. Also, to talk about the 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 north side thing, not (coughs) not to dwell on it too much, and to be to to be a a contrarian (laughs) or try and poke the bear or anything. But do you think because the the republic used to be you know a hive, Mm -hmm. the south used to be an absolute hive. You man of war. Um, what was Andy Rance? Battle Zone? Battle Zone. It's coming back. The, Andy's taking it back. Yeah. The Reckoning. You had some fantastic, mm-hmm. really fantastic. What was the one you shows. followed as well? The uh, a Celtic Gladiator. Celtic Gladiator. Yeah, Celtic Gladiator down south. So you, that's all. The, the well seems to have dried up a little bit. Do you, do you think that it's a financial thing, a political thing, uh, a, a little bit of from column A, a little bit from column B? A bit of both. Yeah? A bit of both. I mean, there's. Is, there, it, is, there, is it worth a promoter's why? Now, um, developing um, a show down south. It's a big question, you know. Mm. I think there's a lot, a lot involved. I think it would be worth their way. Mm-hmm. I think some kind of tournament style thing might be good, but they're going to always fall foul of the cost implications of MRIs. Now, I think the cost down there is quite cheap. Mm. The MRIs done for kids, you know, and I think most kids have got them done. So yeah. I don't actually know if you listen to people talking about it. Uh, Everybody has their MRIs done yeah. down there, so why are they not having shows then? And I yeah, don't know what is is, is there maybe an insurance issue or, yeah. or something else around? I don't know. There was a lot of shows stopped and phone calls made. They haven't got great support from the government down there. No, the no. government don't like it. You know, we are very lucky up here. No, sorry, saying lucky, I'm going to not say that because we've worked really ridiculously mm-hmm. hard mm-hmm. to get in. I mean, we've done a spate of going around every single district council in this country. Mm. Myself, Rodney, uh, Peter Luff and tell them what MMA was and tell them what all the clubs were and matching and all the clubs and matching all the shows so they knew what they were and saying this is in your area yeah you know Clamors is in Ulster Hall in the Belfast yeah. and Council it's a good thing Akuma one of the best I think one of the Akuma's best Akuma's a cracking show yeah, it's one of the best shows uh, fair, fair play to Steve, tr- Stephen Murph putting on yeah. a fantastic mm-hmm. show and even the medals this sounds stupid for me but I, I have a trophy cabinet in the house with memories of it mm-hmm. yeah, right? yeah some kids in some shows will have not got a memory only Mm-hmm. You know, well, that was a medal I won from such as mm-hmm. the fact that Stephen gives those medals to people. It's something tangible for your efforts, Danny. You touched there on a possible need for separation in shows. What yeah. what exactly do you mean by that? Yeah. 
Yeah, well, look, I don't mean to be controversial or, or anything like that, but I'm just saying that, you know, there's fantastic shows out there, like Liam Shannon, one of the best coaches in this country, is running a fantastic show, packed out. What, what's the show called again? Cage Conflict. Conflict. Cage in Conflict. October, yeah. It's going to be in the Devonish. First, yeah. show, first show was fantastic. Plus great fights. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Great fights. And great, yeah. great fighters coming out of that club as well, you know. But Great catchment area. Um, we had this conversation with Paul. Yeah. Slightly different. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's brilliant, mm-hmm. you know. But... Um, so you've all those shoes, you've Akuma, you've Clamwars and uh, what else? But you've Cage Warriors Academy. Up mm-hmm. here. Brilliant. In some way, shape or form, I have, it has to separate from what the IMAF stuff is, right? Um, not saying that both can't cross over, but IMAF is a kid is going away, and you've seen this yourself, Phil. Yeah. Kid's going away to fight possibly five fights in a week, you know, every day of the week. Are they weighing in every day? Weigh in every yeah. day. So they have to be on the button every mm-hmm. day. Uh, so they have to be on weight every single day. That's completely different to what has to happen in a show. Yeah. Kids are cutting too much weight for my leg and to, to make a weight. Mm. Um, and then they're bloating up and then they're fighting and then they're going to bench for six weeks after. You know, and they say, I'm taking a break for the gym. Some do, you know. Yeah, I, was, I, was I was guilty of that. I was, yeah. I was guilty of yeah. having a fight and then I'll go missing for go missing for, for, for two weeks mm-hmm. or so, drink yeah. a bit and come back. Yeah. Fighting at 66 kilos, coming yeah. back in and around 80. 80 odd, yeah. 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 Oh, I, I, I mean that. So I think there has to be a separation. And how you do the separation, I don't know. I'm not mm-hmm. a promoter, I never will be. But... If you if those kids are on that show and you're charging money to watch those kids, then not pay the kids. I'm not saying that. Don't make them fast. It has to be something. Sponsor them. Yeah. You know, do something. Say you're training for a year for free, mm-hmm. or and maybe gyms do that. I don't know. I know. I know. In here, everybody trains for free. The bastards. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> oh, actually, yeah, that's one of the things there. So, yeah. well, personal separation. But you are here. You've pioneered basically something that you were explaining to me off yeah. off yeah. this show. Was that there's an A level course and yeah. how about how does that work? Yeah. How explain that? So we have it's, it's taken about four or five years to get this going, and I thought even myself the work working on I thought it'll never happen, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's a Mercy College, which is up in North Belfast, right? Do uh, partner with a company or a group called LLS Online. Mm-hmm. Now LLS are all school teachers and ex principals and uh, stuff like that. Uh, and they do a sports uh, studies HND, mm-hmm. a two-year course, post-16. Yeah. So do your GCSEs or whatever, and then you go into the support post-16. It's still in a school setting. Mm-hmm. Um, you're still doing the A-level equivalent. Um, and it used to be just in football and, and general sports. Yeah. So I've been working with the guys for the last two years to do an MMA-specific course. Mm-hmm. So the kids, oh, gee, I wish it was about my day. Kids are going to go to school um, they go three days a week up to the school to do mm-hmm. proper, proper academic uh, qualifications and they come here two days a week to learn how to become a coach. Not learn how to be a fighter or a great, yeah. learn how to be a coach and all that goes with that. Uh, so like life skills, communication skills, things that, think, things, that are tra- things, that are, things that are transferable. Yeah, risk assessment sphere. Health and safety, first aid. First aid. Risk assessments, they're uh, great crack. Child <laughs> protect. I do one every single day in here for the gym, just in case anybody's listening. But that's one of the weird things. People think risk assessments, you're walking around with a yellow coat and a hat on <laughs> yeah. and a pair of work boots yeah. ticking off, built yeah. but a risk assessment is simply putting your eye across the gym and going, yeah. Some dickhead spelled yeah. something. I better, yeah, clean, I better it up. clean that and up. And somebody's getting press yeah. ups for that. And write it down the form, of course. Yes, yeah, so so yeah, obviously these things are incident yeah. books and everything. Yeah. There, right? they're, they're yeah. obviously recordable. Yeah. But that is what a risk assessment yeah. really entails. Yeah. That's a dynamic it. risk yeah. assessment. Oh, but but they oh, all look very good. That. Very good. That's good. But the thing about it is, if you if you're going, it all fits into the same thing. If you're going for recognition, if that's what you want for the sport, if you want the sport recognised by the government, then the government's going to come to your club and go right. Shows all this stuff. Yeah. Shows mm-hmm. all the boring shit that mm-hmm. that dickhead Danny does every day of the week, mm-hmm. right? Shows it. If you haven't got it, you're not going to get yeah. recognised. So, so these kids are going to learn all that. They're 
the course that I had put together for IMAF originally, the coaching qualification, mm-hmm. which I did down south uh, and I've done up here a couple of times with the guys, um, it's going to be recognised. It's going to be certified next week, hopefully, Touchwood, as an OCN, a level three OCN. Mm-hmm. Open College Network qualification, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Um, it, so that means that's on an A-level equivalent in MMA coaching. So they're going to have a, a HND and sports studies and mm-hmm. an MMA equivalent. That's superb. A-level. So that's a future for you. you know? mm-hmm. so but that is a future. Their that's... kids are going to be able to go to America next year for eight weeks mm-hmm. to play their trade through this. We get out into colleges and they'll be coaching MMA mm. in colleges, the college kids. Um, they'll be either going on to university, hopefully, mm-hmm. or in the employment, whatever they choose, through this course. Now, if that's not a new pioneer thing, I don't know what it is. Like, you know, it's so, absolutely fantastic, but uh, it is a genesis. It's another it's, like, it's genesis a of, yeah. of a, of Evolu- a next evolution. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and yeah. one is something similar. I know we're, we're touching on, obviously, different sports here, but yeah. something similar has taken place with football slash soccer yes, in Northern yeah, Ireland and you can yeah. see the standard of the Northern Irish national team yeah. improving yeah. dramatically yeah. simply due to the construction of good to be coaching to be structured. better structured coaching well, rather we, than we will always get the thing where oh, he was a great fighter that doesn't transfer mm-hmm. across in football you have to go and do your no matter who you are and I don't know about football I was going yeah, to yeah. Yeah. No, but, I, I can but you, you still have to go do your badges your IFA levels your UEFA and they have to be updated and there's different qualifications every year you have that's a mindset thing for us and that's, we have to get but that's the the, the CPD the continued yeah. personal development yeah. and if that is introducing him which you're yeah. clearly introducing yeah. you're going to see a higher standard of the coaching but the yeah. higher standard of the coaching become a higher standard of fighter yeah. and then obviously that assists with putting that and that's a yeah. fantastic yeah. thing to do yeah. again you've glossed over that what you've done is you've set up something that's going to educate young people take them off the streets yeah. they're going to build self confidence create a higher national yeah. standard of, of what coaching should look like and also create a higher standard of yeah. MMA plus you glossed over the fact you want to fucking word titles and one forty three. Sorry. So, yeah. <laughs> say say for yeah. example, so hypothetically I'm a sixteen year old yeah. long time ago. Sixteen year old, I've just done the GCSEs yeah. and I want to get involved in this programme. Yeah. What are the steps? You can contact myself mm-hmm. personally or you can or through our page, you the ZKJ Dojo's our page, you know. Um, or you can contact LLS online and they'll talk you through it and, and get you involved you know and where can people where can people find you online to contact us? Um, are we talking Facebook Instagram what, Facebook what are they? I'm on Facebook uh, I'm on Instagram I haven't clue how to use it but I am on it you know as uh, what what do I need to, to Danny Kors AKJ happy days awesome paper's going off yeah you've got that alarm going off again yeah. folks I think that's probably once Danny comes back from doing that we'll probably um, finish the show but once again this has been Again, absolutely awesome. Whenever Phil basically said, we have a chance of having Danny Core on the show, I was literally saying, like, get on this faster than Fatbird gets on the dance floor when <laughs> Love Inc. you're a superstar hits. <laughs> this is an opportunity to meet somebody who is a pioneer, somebody who is pushing the sport forward, oh, thank somebody you. who has got that. people involved and has created, again, we've discussed Rowan, we've discussed Carl, yeah. we've discussed all the fighters yeah. that you've produced. I'm picking two there, but there's yeah. loads yeah. and loads. Um, we And... It's, it's another branch of what what Phil and I want to do with the podcast, which is to showcase Irish slash Northern Irish yeah. talent that is basically in the shadow and who is, again, not, uh, I hate the term, putting yourself out there, yeah. but who doesn't do that yeah. and who has, behind the scenes, yeah. building an empire, building a proper yeah. nation of, of good fighters. So, again... Folks, thanks for spending time with us. Um, again, thanks for listening. Please like, subscribe. Give us it now that I'm on iTunes. Thank you very much, Robert Pallon. We can I ask you to leave us a five star review if you like us. You know what? See, if you don't like us, tell me why you don't like me. At least yeah. give me a, give me something about it, and please don't let it be the fat bird joke. <laughs> um, where can where can people find us on 
we're on social media. Yep, we're on as a kid say on the socials. Now on Instagram. Oh, do you know? Like any kid says on the socials. I have heard this <laughs> on the social. On the social, yeah. I have definitely heard this. So uh, what we can do is we're um, on the socials. No, um, he's full, crossing his arms. Full, just just so full my arms in shame there. On not another fight cast on Instagram, and also not another fight cast on Facebook. So again, folks, go and like, subscribe, and share. Can I just say one thing to finish? Northern Ireland, right, is being looked at by the world body as an exemplary. The way we run things. Mm. So I've been hiding my, my bushel, uh, you know. But people, you need to get out there and show that Northern Ireland's better than anybody out there, and it is. It is. Coaches yeah. everywhere in this country are unbelievable, and we can see that with combat sports in general yeah. mm-hmm. overall. So um, this is only a small portion of it, folks. Hope you really enjoyed the show. We definitely enjoyed speaking to Danny, and there definitely will have to be similar to Paul. There's going to need to be a round two, possibly three and four, with this as well. So, look, Danny, thanks very much for your time thank you. today. Really yes, Danny, thank you very much. Thank you, um, folks. Thank you very much for spending time with us. Um, hope to be back very, very soon. We've got another guest, other guests, hopefully lined up. Don't want to throw out too many names just yet, but there are other guests lined up who we're going to get. If there's somebody you would like to see on the show, please leave us a message on one of our socials. <laughs> Dicks. Um, uh, so that we can obviously try and put that in place for you. Thanks very much, folks. We've been on another Fightcast. I am Andy the Icon Burrows, and my co-host today is... Phil Campbell. And we've been with Danny Core. Thank you very much, guys. See you soon.